0: Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. Wow, we've got some new faces around this table, which is great radio because you can't see them. So we have to explain who they are. Um, Welcome to season two, episode eight. Um, We're just going to go around the table in a clockwise direction. um, And I've got Mr. Dunn, not Mr. H, sitting to my left. Why are you here?
1: Uh... As we were just saying, offering some emotional support for yourself that's here, given helpful. the other attendees in the room right now, and uh, yeah, to, to fill in for our sorely missed Mr. H, who I know I have big shoes to fill.
0: Yeah, he's still in the cupboard. If you were still. listening to last week's episode. Well, I heard um, you had a
1: bit of a, a row with him last week. and uh,
0: Is that I your Canadian so accent? Do you mean rowing? Or row. R- row. Like row. Like a that's ruckus. A, that's
1: my bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's culturally Things
0: acceptable. Resolved, then, it's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, so yeah, he's in. Yeah,
0: we we see he's just got you know a lot to offer. He's just you know he's just a big personality, and sometimes I feel like I don't really um, you know bring a lot to the table. So I just prefer if he's not here (laughs) because it just makes me look better, really. So I really appreciate uh, the um,
2: the support. Thank you. Uh, Moving on, who who are you? I'm Jeremy Saran. I came to Germany four years ago, and I joined the Fist two years ago. I lived in Dubai for most of my life, and then one year in Qatar. And I spent my whole life in an international school.
3: Nice. Next up. Hi, would you like my full name or? Whatever you feel comfortable with. Okay, well, for, yeah. I feel like for the sake of the uh, podcast, I will say my name is Oluwa Tenyola Oienlola. Um I was born in England. My parents are Nigerian and this is my second time on a podcast and I'm very excited.
1: Thank you.
0: And the next person needs no introduction <laughs>
3: whatsoever.
0: Miss Appel.
4: Hello, everybody. It's Mrs Appel. Lovely to be here and uh, yeah, interested to hear the conversations.
0: Now, Miss Appel, you've brought some things with you. Often we ask some of our guests to do that and they don't, but you're very well organized and we're extremely grateful. I'm almost as organized as Mr Dunn, who's got 743 questions lined up for us today. Um, so can't wait. For, um, you've, you've been organized and you've got some great things. What, what, what if, what's that?
4: Well, I snipped down to my room and quickly found my turtle, which reminds me of a time
0: a real one just for radio purposes. Oh
4: for radio purposes, uh no, it's beautifully carved wooden turtle um Ooh, and, and it's it opened yes, it has secret compartments, you can hide your much earned bodies sweets mm-hmm.
0: sweets Sweet, mm-hmm.
4: usually and um just reminds me of my previous life.
0: As a turtle?
4: As someone who spent a lot of time swimming with turtles.
0: Oh, that's true. You did. Yeah, yeah you like diving as well, don't you?
4: Mm-hmm. I do indeed.
0: Um, I'm not sure if anyone told you that you actually have to leave it here,
4: though. I realise that now. So hence <laughs> I brought two things because <laughs> okay. the book I could never leave. But the turtle I'm happy to part with to, for to lend, some time. Maybe Okay, yes. we'll,
0: we'll, we'll borrow it for a while. Okay, it's a beautiful turtle. What do you think about the turtle, Mr Dunn?
1: Uh, somebody who grew up loving the Ninja Turtles, I think it just oh. fits in so beautifully.
2: Nice. Mm-hmm. Do you
0: guys know who the Ninja Turtles are?
2: I was a big fan when I was younger. But you're not anymore? Um, not really anymore, no. Why not? Well, I didn't want to say I grew out of it.
1: <laughs> you don't grow out of the you Ninja Turtles. You
2: don't grow out of the Ninja Turtles, yeah. ever. Well, I did used to have four baby turtles. Did you? I'm serious. Like, And guess what I named them? Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Leonardo Donatello Raphael and Michelangelo <laughs> wow I kept them for a month but then Michelangelo sadly passed then but they I... became ninjas and they had to run off to save the world yeah <laughs> right no, I took them back to the shop did you have Splinter <laughs> you took them back to the shop yeah maybe they
0: became the Ninja Turtle
2: who knows who we'll
0: knows? never know Kenny did, did you have turtles
3: no, unfortunately, actually, I never owned a turtle, and I was never really, believe it or not, never really watched too much Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Actually, sorry, guys, I know, I know. It's just like as a child, I think when I was watching TV, uh, I would look for anything, but the New Mutant Ninja Turtles. And if there was nothing else to watch, then I ended up watching it. So what
0: what were you watching as a kid up there? Can you remember?
3: I was a big fan of the Thundermans, uh, Mighty Men on Disney. Then we had Jeremy's nodding, but I have no idea what he's going to say. Yeah, yeah. I love those shows, yeah, yeah, these are these are classics. Uh, you got the amazing what a gumball on Cartoon Network. Um, yeah, no, the three three. Are you main, just making
1: up these names? on the I, spot promise, right now?
3: I promise, I promise, you, I promise you. Anyone listening right now under the age of twenty, Be careful. yeah, <laughs> twenty, twenty, go say twenty. Uh, will
2: we'll understand where I'm coming from. Hmm. Yeah,
0: okay, good. Uh, Jeremy, what about you? I mean, so
2: Ninja Tales were worth thing. I grew up watching the same shows as him. On oh. Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network as well.
0: So, I suppose, irrespective of where you grow up and, and the kind of um, communities or cultures that you come from, you can share those connections. So, do you find that often, irrespective of how far away you've come, that you can be here at the Fist and share some of those things that are similar? Hmm. Nice. So, the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles bring us together. That's kind of where I was going with that. <laughs> um, Mr. Bye, you've also bought a book.
4: I book? have bought a book. Um, my German pronunciation. I apologize for now, but it's a story called Village. And one of my colleagues actually gave it to me as a gift and translated um, the English into English, the German text. And it's the most beautiful story about potential and the possibility that we all have to be bigger and greater. See, Mr. Dunn? I'll read it to you
0: later.
1: Love it. Thank right. you. Oh, you know, I can... need somebody to. I know.
0: <laughs> I believe in you. I believe in <laughs> you. Um, all right. So we're not just here to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, Ms. Bob. we're here to talk about a project that you've started. Could you talk a little bit about that? And then Mr. Dunn's going to ask you a million questions.
4: I'm here to promote the Human Library, which we started last year at the FIS, or to recognize the International Week Against Racism. It's not a phenomenon that I created myself, it's something that's came from I think originally Denmark 20 years ago and the idea being, and hence my book, um, the idea being that stories connect and unite us and the human library is a way of connecting with others So looking for some volunteers who would come and facilitate a conversation or tell a story
1: Yeah, I think um, uh- the the human library itself and for how long it's been running is this beautiful experience and one that you know i, I think as much positivity can come out of it uh, as you would assume can also be one that perhaps leads to to uh, challenging stories and ones that might open people's eyes there um and i think with that one of the questions that i did have was how how do you create a space that is is warming welcoming and inclusive and allows for those conversations that can maybe at times be a little tough um To be available, how do you allow, whether it be for the person telling the story or for those who are listening in?
4: I think for me, the key thing is the connection between Mm. you and that person to approach people directly and have those open and honest conversations. Um, One of our colleagues who um, was part of it last year, and I approached him again for this year, and he said, you know, you're the only person that I would say yes to. Mm. And it's not because it's, it's me. I think it's we have a, can have a tendency to reach out through media, through um, emails and newsletters, but actually facing somebody, going and speaking to them directly and convincing them that they have a story to tell or mm-hmm. a part to play. Um, it's not a comfortable conversation for many and we often try and move away from those conversations that make us feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But it's part and parcel of improving and developing our young people and ourselves.
0: So you guys, Jeremy, Tony, you were part of that um, last year. And how did you find it? Could you maybe talk a little bit about what you found challenging, what you found exciting? Um, and, and really, why? Like, why did you do it?
3: So I remember, I believe Mr. Pearl reached out to me maybe a month or two before the event. And... It did sound, it actually sounded very enticing. I was very interested. And uh, I remember on the day, I was actually quite nervous because talking to a bunch of people who I may or may not have met before was not on my to-do list that day. Um, but I remember I decorated my stand with just anything football-related just so it kind of made me feel more at home because I brought a lot of things um, that I had at home. And then I'd also invited a few of my friends to come and I guess listen to me telling them a the story which I may or may not have told them before and then just like just kind of be there with me in like that kind of area and I think that helps make me feel more comfortable while mm-hmm. telling stories to the office community
0: why I mean Jeremy I'll come to you in a second but why is telling a story important
3: um, I think it's actually very very important to have these sort of difficult conversations actually I saw a term online recently where it was um, when you avoiding difficult conversations actually leads to long-term dysfunction and I feel like it doesn't when you won't have these difficult conversations with one another it won't allow you to really overcome them as you're just kind of dodging and weaving around them mm. and it won't really lead to much progression
1: I think you kind of made mention of this already but as with any difficult conversation to actually engage one uh, in one do you need to make yourself vulnerable and you talked about a couple of, of Things that you were doing there to to overcome that, but going into the day itself, or for anybody who is going to be joining for this next one, what's what's the biggest piece of advice you would offer to overcome that vulnerability? um I think
3: now myself now would be a lot more easier doing it because I feel just more relaxed, mm-hmm. and I feel like last year, because was the first time, I was a lot just kind of uptight and worried about making it perfect. But then I realized it's really just me telling a story to anyone who wants to listen. So. It's my story and because i was there so i can just kind of freestyle and it's not Mm. it shouldn't be as intimidating and kind of scary as one may think it might be Mm. and
0: jeremy what stories did you share and
2: and why was it important to do that i shared my experience of guitar how they treated and how i was left out of everything and i felt it was very nice to open and share my stories and lets other people know like they should be thankful for what they have here. Like, For example, at The Fist, there's no really racial profiling here. No one really gets left out. We're mm-hmm. all a community and we're all together. And I really like that about The Fist. But in Qatar, certain people were left out and treated much worse than everyone else. And that's why I shared at the Human Library.
0: And I think th- that's a very complimentary view of
2: our community, but I,
0: I mean, I, I'm pretty sure there's still work to be done, Miss Abel.
4: Yes, I would agree. You know, we can, because we're part of an international community and travel and see the world, assume that we're coming from a common place. Mm. But sometimes when you overhear conversations or you're in meetings when things are said and you just sort of do that intake of breath, we need to really address Some of our concerns and some of our conversations need to be more open and honest. Hmm.
1: Ms. Apella, you you kind of called back to a a very famous saying there, just everybody has a story to tell. And Mm -hmm. while I'm sure you have a number of people reaching out, there's probably not enough time to to offer those opportunities for everybody. And so uh, how do you go about either selecting the right person for those conversations or what do you hope for for the stories to be told from those people that you've brought into into the event
4: I suppose for me um it's the hope that the human library isn't the end of those conversations mm-hmm. they're just the beginnings and that it's part and parcel of a bigger picture where we look at our curriculum our focus on certain areas of the world mm-hmm. How do we tell the story from a different viewpoint when we're looking at our globe, our world map, and we have our Europe centralized and Britain in the center, much larger than it is? How do we address that sort of colonial history as well? Yeah, looking at literature, looking at our texts that we choose, and just always having that lens of multiculturalism, Mm. anti-racist education and just how do we make it that it's the first thing that people think about when they're planning they're learning
1: through that lens um given that both of you have spent time in the international school context did you find yourself struggling to choose the story that you wanted to tell did you have a couple of other potential stories there and then ultimately how did you come to the conclusion that the story you told was the right one uh,
3: I think I I wanted to tell a story that actually meant something to me and also I felt I should have picked something which I could also have the people who were listening kind of relate to, which is why I went with the football context, because I feel like I mean um one of the most popular and well-known sports in the world. So I guess it would be somewhat relatable to anyone who's kinda of listening, and I figured that um it it did kind of reflect in other people's own experiences. Mm.
0: Tell us about what's next and how can people listening help?
4: Um, I think for me, it's about reaching out and reassuring people that it's not about um, opening wounds Mm. and pain. That for some people, it's an opportunity to share. So I'm just looking at some of the things from last year. Um, Share their passion for uh, African literature and South African literature. One of our teachers spoke about the science of race and just spoke from a a, um, scientist's point of view about the um, how our differences or how cultures have been portrayed has no scientific evidence and it's just completely ridiculous. Um, We had people talking about their childhoods and actually, you know, sharing very very personal stories, whereas others facilitated discussions. So um, for me, I facilitated a discussion around um, an interview between Muhammad Ali and Michael Parkinson, or why are all the angels white? So conversation around representation, and how as children, whether you're three, 13, 18, if you can't see yourself represented, how do you connect with what you're learning.
0: And what I think we might do um you and I've talked a bit about sort of some books that people can read um to to get things started maybe we can put that in the link um so underneath the uh the link to this show we'll we'll post a couple of books. Um but is there an event here coming up that people can take part in um that they can be how do they should they come and email you or I suppose they can get in contact with you uh, Jeremy and Tanya as far as students but are th-
4: Yes, I mean, that was put in the newsletter and in um, Liam's update to contact me directly. Mm. And Perfect. Yeah, so it's t- 21st of March is the, the day of the library. So looking forward to honest and open conversations.
0: Great. So if you want to uh, take part in that, you can uh, reach out to Mr. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hopefully there's going to be as many people as possible sharing their stories and opening themselves up. I mean, it's, it's amazing that you guys were there. Thank you. Um, for, I think, as Mr. Dunn was saying, you know, opening yourself up to facilitate in-depth, honest conversations. And I think um, every institution, and in particular education, um, can benefit from that. So, sure. Thank you. Um, we've got a song to play us out. I mean, actually, before before we do that, is there anything else you'd like to share, Tenny?
3: Um, or, there's a poem I would like to read if that is oh, awesome. applicable. That's um, Absolutely. I wrote this. During English last year's, we had a summative task regarding it was just songwriting and analysis and whatnot. Um, so I wrote it regarding the song "Alright" uh, by Kendrick Lamar. Um, and yeah, I'll just go ahead. <clears throat> Are we gonna be alright? Are we gonna be alright? Are we gonna be alright? Taking two steps forward and one step back, on a different path from the rest, but on the right track. Chasing to get to the top, without bouncing a ball or spinning the block with a Glock. Are we gonna be alright? Are we gonna be alright? Are we gonna be alright? Grown from the bottom like a plum tree, to be hung on trees like monkeys, being mauled by sticks, trying to want to run away like it's pumped up kicks. Life's so messed up in the time that we're in. We're fighting for our world and we're fighting with it, fighting mentally like everything is intrusive, but the pain we feel. It's like we're exclusive. Are we going to be all right? Are we going to be all right? Are we going to be all right? Our melanin should not make us differ, not make you quiver or shiver. We are black and we are proud. We stand together and bound. Thank you. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think, I can't really think of a segue into the song to play us out, to be honest. Um, But we're just going to play it anyway. You've brought a song with you, right?
2: yes i have what have you brought with you i brought the song since you've been gone and this song just reminds me how i'm leaving this this school and the school is about like parting ways or going through something that just ended and that's why i brought the song
0: great well i wish you all the best in your new adventures Tony, thank you for sharing your poetry um hopefully we can have some more on the show um brilliant writing thank, thank you. you um mr dunn it's been a pleasure
1: Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: No, thank you for being the emotional support. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, <laughs> thank you for all you're doing as well, Mr. Powell. You're very welcome. And for bringing that. Uh, I'm going to put some little candy and little sweets in there. <laughs> That's... I need like a cough sweet, to be honest, right Okay. Now. Got one in my bag. We... Oh, nice. Can I have one? <laughs> Gosh, you are kind. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks
2: Thanks. to. you. All right.